When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Now they're different as far as the types of balls that maybe are activated. Maybe you didn't see Cooper Cup, uh, you know, catching 60-yard bombs quite as often uh, as maybe Justin Jefferson, but you're seeing him a lot more underneath. Uh, uh, the thing that's exciting that is very similar to Cooper is they can play all the spots. So, so you have the ability to take them and move them where you want them and where you think you can get a good matchup and then the ability to win at all levels, underneath, intermediate, and the deep balls uh, over the top. Okay. Wes Phillips there. Judd went out to Vikings OTAs yesterday, and we're going to – we're going to do some Judd OTA observations spread out throughout today's show, tomorrow's show. We'll get to write that down predictions, but that was like a 30-second clip there. It looks like a 37-second clip. Wes Johnson answering the question about Cooper Cup compared to Justin, uh, or what did I say? Wes Johnson. Wes Johnson? Yeah, Wes Johnson. <laughs> he's a football talk coach him. now. Yeah. Yeah, that's talk great. Wes Craven. Wesley Snipes yeah. was answering questions about Justin Jefferson. Is that the most elaborate and, I don't know, just like informative offensive coordinator answer that we've had in years? I mean, that was well, that was a great I'd answer know. coming from a guy that thinks at a high level about offense and scheming and chess pieces, right? The entire, his entire session was like that, and it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. He's like talking about how how they name packages, like what they're named for offensive packages and like how his dad had some. Uh, and, and yeah, it's, it's incredible. Um, that was, this guy is as informative, and I'll be curious to see if this continues. But right now, he is as informative as it can possibly get in trying to actually share information as opposed to, acting like I can't tell you that because yeah. the Packers might found, find out. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah. So welcome in. It's Purple Daily, Daily Vikings Entertainment. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. The show is presented in part by Surly Brewing Company and also TCL, one of the world's best-selling consumer electronics brands. They have a new lineup of award-winning TVs delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL and learn more at TCL.com. All right, every single Wednesday, this mm-hmm. is where we admit that we are wrong. Yep. For all of you out there, when are you going to admit, Declan, that you are wrong? Oh, well, make me predict draft stuff, and I'll show you how wrong I am. 
every single Wednesday. So let's fire it up here. Write that down. Let's get it. Most make predictions and then never admit they're wrong. Yeah, that's not Mackie and Judd. This is the place where we just totally own our horrible predictions. Write this down. And eat them for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Write that down. It's Write That Down. Write it down. You like writing things down. With Mackie and Judd. And here's how it works. Three Vikings or football-related predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. We keep track of completion percentage and touchdowns. And listeners, if you want to be part of the predictions segment, you can send us a message through the Score North app. There's a feedback tab at the bottom. And uh, we'll get you scheduled for some time, maybe later this summer, just like Matt is about to jump in and take his snaps under center. Accountability sessions are a little bit light this time of year because we're kind of past draft season. You know, we've, uh, we're still, what, three months away from the actual start of games. We do have a couple things that have come off the board here, starting with Judd. Now, technically, you've, you've got another day here on this one, but you did say a year ago, one year from now, May 26, 2022, Brian Gutekunst will no longer be the Packers general manager. Oh, I mean... Okay, we'll see what happens today. <laughs> what if it happens? It'd be amazing. I mean, you know, it's sports, man. Volatile business. If it happens in the next twenty four hours, we will revisit. Touchdown pass too. Oh no! All right. Uh, well, the generals did beat the gamblers, but uh, I said that the that the generals would beat the gamblers by at least fourteen points. And they, and they didn't. I think I'm over on my USFL predictions so far. Oh boy. Listeners had nothing come off the board. Declan said the Stallions and the Generals will yeah, right. win their games in the USFL this week. They were both pretty heavy favorites, so it's not a touchdown pass. No, no, yeah, no. It's not. That's okay. But it's a nice completion for Declan. And uh, here are the stats for the season. I'm at 35.2% completions with four touchdowns. Declan's at 29.6% completions with six touchdowns, which leads the league. Listeners at 24% four touchdowns. Judd is at 21.6% and two touchdowns, last place in both of those categories. Mm. All right, let's bring Matt in here. He's our guest listener predictor. What's going on, man? How are you feeling today? Hey, fellas, I'm doing fine. I'm I'm ready for some football games. So today <laughs> I'm mostly focusing on the preseason with the exception of my last uh, prediction, which will actually be Surly related. Wow. Oh, okay. and, oh, I like it. Yeah, and unlike good. our starting quarterback, I'm going to take a multitude of approaches to help uh, us listeners win this year's Write That Down Championship. Amazing. I like um, this. I we like will this. do a more comprehensive breakdown of Kirk Cousins' comments probably on tomorrow's show. We've got a bunch of clips and stuff. Let's just say I was really excited to hear his excitement. I didn't feel it coming through the other side of that microphone yesterday. I didn't. I didn't feel his enthusiasm for the new coaching staff and the new <laughs> offense. Oh my god! Well, gosh. he's just very reserved. It's hard to. It's hard to get a sense of what he's thinking. Yeah, I. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> maybe he needs to just like crack a beer before he. Just take take a shot or something to loosen up. What type Anyhow, of beer? we're gonna. Well, Judd, why don't you tell the audience what type of beer, beer he, he well, should be drinking? I mean, Go ahead. If it was me, and let's just say I don't think Kirk and I are on the same page, but if we were, I would sit down and I would say, Kirk, here, crack open any one of a number of fine beers for my friends at Surly Brewing. I mean, Furious is my choice, Kirk, but you're sort of an antagonistic guy at times, so you might want to drips and drops. You might want a uh, um, Havoc Supreme. Machine. 
I don't know, a Supreme, whatever it is, Kirk Cousins, you enjoy a Surly. Because Do they make he, a vanilla-flavored Surly? Oh, that's awful. They don't, and that's a terrible thing to say. I'm talking about a kumbaya moment between me and Kirk. Do they make over, a Surly where you pour out half the Surly and just replace the other half with water, room temperature water? No, of course they don't, because at Surly, they know how to win at a high level, including when it's crunch time and playoff time. Surly Brewing, check it out, even if Kirk doesn't. All right. All right, we're going to start here. We're going to go around the room three times. Matt, you're going to lead us off, and then Judd over to Declan, back to me. Three predictions each. They must be football or show-related. They must be quantifiable. So, Matt, start us off. All right, my first uh, prediction is one or more presumed Vikings offensive or defensive starters will get hurt in a preseason game and miss week one. Wow. Wow. <laughs> it's just It just Putting happens. that out in the atmosphere. It, I, I don't want it, it to happen, but it just right. happens. So it's gonna, and this is in a game. So if this happens in practice, it would. Correct. So you're specific to a game here. Okay. Yeah, and this that, is this is only towards a presumed offense or defensive starter. Okay. All right, Matt, starting us off with some bad vibes there. Over to Judd for your. First. It'll get better, I promise. <laughs> first prediction. All right, my first one is you know what I have been mocking both uh, Phil and Dex for a month now because every week there's a USFL prediction. Every week somebody oh, here he up. comes, here and he so comes. you know what I've decided. Screw it! I need to get my awful twenty one point six completion percentage up. I am going to come with a USFL <laughs> prediction. Yes, because you know what, bleep it. The New Jersey Generals and New Orleans Breakers will win their games on Saturday. <laughs> New New Jersey plays Tampa Bay, and New Orleans plays Michigan. So, again, Declan, the Generals and Breakers will win their games on Saturday. This isn't even in a check down. It's like throwing behind the line of scrimmage. I don't know. These games are pretty competitive, man. This is not a gimme. gimme. He's right, though. The records aren't close. Let's just put it that way. I don't think I've gotten one USFL prediction right so far this year. Oh, so they're, well. they're definitely not late. I believe I am Declan, batting. Declan's got a bunch of them. Yeah, I've got a bunch of them. And in fact, I'll give you this one. I'll give you a USFL prediction. The Houston Gamblers beat the Philadelphia Stars this weekend in USFL football. The Gamblers are 1-5. in five. They've only won one <laughs> love, game, guys. I love when you they're, do the Stu Gotts voice. The Gamblers. <laughs> stars. That's a Stu Gotts Dano. Only, but it only comes out when he talks the about the USFL. USFL. <laughs> it's hilarious. All of a sudden, Football. USFL, Declan's Gamblers, Declan Stars. <laughs> Let's grind some teeth. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Um, write this down. I'm going to defend my Trevor Lawrence take from my quarterback rankings early this week. People are mad because Trevor Lawrence was garbage last season, and you have him higher than Kirk Cousins in your quarterback rankings. Blah, 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 blah. Well, I also told you that Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow were going to be top 10 quarterbacks at this time last year. So uh, maybe the football whisperer has to make an appearance at some point on this show. So Trevor Lawrence, write this down, a little Trevor Lawrence parlay for you. Write this down. He will finish the regular season top 15 in QBR and will have more passing yards than Kirk Cousins. Write it down. Okay. Kirk Hader. I think this is going to be a big year for what what we all thought was a generational quarterback now that he has an actual coaching staff around him. I think you're right. Like like I think that you are – the Burrow thing to me seems very comparable. Yep. Let's do it. All right. Back over to Matt, your second prediction. All right, Judd, you got to take your headphones off for this one. Yes. All right, hold on. I will turn it down and and give me the sign when I can come back. We'll wave our arms. 
All right. Okay, let's make sure he's in. Okay. So at some point during training camp, Judd will get on Purple Daily and rant about something that he doesn't like happening during practices. Okay. So it's just kind of as general as that. So like <laughs> off the record, this could be offensive line, just not shaping up to what we thought it would be. So it's something specific to something he's observing in practice that he's yeah. not a fan of. Very yeah. So like okay. offensive line, backup quarterback situation, like Sean Manion still being there, cornerbacks is- or whatever. This is a check down for sure, but it's great and we should keep it because, you know, it's hilarious. And well, yeah, I mean, I, it's, like it's going it to happen. Right. But look, look, I, we got to get that percentage up for the listeners. Yep. So. I like it. Okay, Judd, you can come back now. Come on back. Mosey, I'm back. All right. Can you hear us okay? Yep, I'm turning back up now. Okay. Yep, I can hear you. All right. This prediction could come off the board at any time, okay? Just just, don't, just so you know. Just I don't, know don't, live your I life, don't live your life in fear. I don't know what it is, oh, so... Oh, you know. oh, there it is. Oh, oh. no. No, <laughs> we're just kidding. For now. No, it can't, it can't come off the board today, just so you know. But it could come uh, off the board some other what? time. Oh, my gosh. It could at any moment. It sounds <laughs> like it. You never know. I like it. All right, Judd's second prediction here. Okay, I'm going to piggyback off of Phil's uh, Trevor Lawrence feeling and uh, p- put this down as a write that down. The Jacksonville Jaguars will finish above 500 this season. Wow. I think they're going to surprise. What? I think they're going to finish above 500. I don't think they're, I think that they were so poorly coached and misguided. Look, you know, nine and what, eight. So I'm not saying that they're going to be a playoff team or be great, but I think that they are the type of team that is in for, I mean, Doug Peterson might have at the end had some shortcomings in Philadelphia, but the guy can flat out coach. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, he's going to have a quarterback who is probably the best quarterback he's had as a head coach. I mean, this kid should be eventually here uh, even better than Wentz was at his best. So the Jaguars will finish above 500. Yeah, that's a a touchdown for sure if that happens. Nine wins for that garbage team would be a a touchdown. Declan, your second prediction. All right. Uh, Did you guys see that Pepsi is no longer the uh, sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show? You guys see that release yesterday? Yeah, they've been haven't they been around for twenty plus years? So they're they're still remaining as an NFL sponsor. They're still very much a, a big time soft drink sponsor and like a sponsor of the NFL for the last forty years. But they are no longer the sponsor for the halftime show. So they're looking. Price is going up. The NFL is looking at, at at moving on with a different sponsor for just the halftime show. So write this down. Okay. The okay. next sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show will be a social media based company. Oh yeah. We're gonna keep this okay. a little open ended. Um, the viewership and the entire thing of, of the halftime show has gone down. Like the, I think Katy Perry peaked at it like five, six years ago. And it's just been sinking. Like the, the viewership, they don't, they turn away from it now. It's not as watched it as it used to be. And I feel like they're going to lean into a social media experience because I mean, let's be honest, everyone likes to see the clips of it. So I think it'll be a social media based company, like a TikTok, like a YouTube, like a Facebook, like something, Instagram, okay. They yeah, will be like the presenting it. sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show, a social you know media-based company. Good prediction. I like that. Thank you. I can see that. It's, it's got to be a lot of money to drop on the write yeah. this down. Super Bowl halftime the show. could definitely do it. All right. Write this down. Here's my USFL prediction for the week. Nice. I'm, I'm going to go back to the well here. And I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going for touchdowns here. I'm going with a three-item parlay, USFL, all within the same game. Okay. Parlay. Stallions, Stallions. Maulers. Stallions and Maulers take on each other, all right? 
Okay. The Stallions are pretty heavy favorites in this game. So the Stallions are going to win. That's the first part. Mm-hmm. This game will hit the over 41. And Jamar Smith throws at least two touchdown passes in this game. Write it down. Stallions win over 41 points. Total game, you know, game total. And Jamar Smith throws at least two touchdown passes. Let's get it. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. All right, right, Matt. Matt, your third and final prediction. Okay, so I'm going to need a little – I have a question about this one beforehand to see if it's valid. But on the May 11th episode of Write That Down, Surly Dave came on and made a coy comment about some beer being available at U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't furious. So – uh, my write that down prediction here is the beer that is called Before I Die during your Purple Daily Draft event will be served at U.S. Bank Stadium this un- upcoming Viking season. All right. And I have, I don't know anything. This is you're just insider. You're speculating. Yeah. You're not like I'm not insider trading, guessing. Brew Hall like and like Dave's and Matt's here right now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it might not be called Before I Die because I don't know if that would fly at U.S. Bank Stadium. But right. it'll be that same beer. Okay. Write it down. You like I'm fine with that. You, all right. Yep. We'll, Declan we'll, Phil, you fine with that? Yep, absolutely. I you think another listener made a prediction. similar prediction yeah. of okay. some kind, but that's that's fine. It's, it's, fine. it's, it's a different week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Matt, great job with your predictions since you've got this life-changing platform right now here. Uh, is there anyone in your life you'd like to thank that brought you to this peak moment? Yeah, I don't know if this is peak. No, I'm kidding. Um, It's definitely not. Oh, I like what you did there. I like how you shot Phil down on that one. No, it's definitely not. It's true. Uh, The whole, my old uh, dad's side of the family's from Minnesota, from Mankato. And so just, you know, thanks to them for getting me me into this godforsaken team. Um, They couldn't get me into the Twins. I'm still on the Cubs bandwagon, but uh, I've got, I've got the Vikings. So, um, you know, it's good. It's bad. It's, it's bittersweet, uh, as you all know. Matt, great work today. Thanks for jumping on. Good stuff. Get Thanks you on again us. sometime. All right. Awesome. That's Thanks, guest Matt. listener, predictor, Matt. Okay, Judd, before we get to uh, your third and final prediction, yep. let's talk about skinny Judd here. We got uh, chubby Judd from like a year ago. Now we got skinny Judd here. How, how do you do it? The the uh, transformation is thanks to my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. And yes, Phil, you are correct. The year ago, Judd, well, let's just say the face was bigger, the jeans bigger, everything bigger, and in the case of weight, bigger, not always better. But then, but then I found the program that has helped me shed uh, 40 pounds, and I wanted to talk to you about Livia's new Simple Start plan for only $59. Uh, summer is around the corner. It is time to drop th- that weight. And before you say what I used to say, which is, oh, man, but dropping weight, Judd, that is difficult. It takes too long. I give up. I'm going to tell you right now, this is a plan that works. The The actual program itself to drop the weight was a- as simple and easy and as supportive as it could get. And now I'm in the maintenance phase, and that also is great. You get one-on-one personalized and guided support online or in person from their uh, team of experts and dietitians. Go to L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com, 855. Go L-I-V-E-A, dot com. Inside or outside the state, they can make it work for you. And guess what? You look good, you feel good, and it's very nice when all those clothes that don't fit now start to fit again. Livia. Look good, feel good, play good, ride good. Oh, yeah. With Dennis Kirk, 
which has been a partner of ours at Score North and on Purple Daily for a number of years here. And they are all about riding season. Whether you ride a Harley, Indian, Metro Cruiser, Sport Bike, whatever it is, they've got over 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, free shipping on orders over $89, and same-day shipping on orders placed before 8 p.m. Get in gear and head to DennisKirk.com. Calm. All right, Judd, your third and final prediction. Write it down. All right. We like writing things down. There is a report out there, I believe it was originated from Get, uh, Ben Gessling, Star Tribune, that the San Francisco 49ers, the week that they play the Vikings here in August in a preseason game, will join uh, the Vikings at TCO Performance Center for joint workouts between uh, Shanahan's 49ers and KOC's Vikings. Write this down. There will be a story with Kyle Shanahan praising Kirk Cousins at some point during the week of that joint workout. Okay. So there, there will be a story where someone will say, you know, Kyle, we know that Kirk was your lost love and he was the guy. And they'll say, well, I can't really talk about him, but I mean, he is a fantastic quarterback and uh, does everything right. So Kyle Shanahan praising Kirk Cousins story the week of the joint workout in August. They're, I just I, I envision those guys just running in slow motion across yeah. the field, you know, just hugging, <laughs> hugging it out. <laughs> Shanahan with a bo- like boombox <laughs> outside, outside, outside Kirk's house, Kirk's house. In, in your eyes playing <laughs> as he plays the Cusack role. Amazing. All right, Declan, your third and final prediction here before we get to Judd's OTA observations. All right. Last one for me, a Viking schedule related prediction. So the Vikings and Bills are slated to play a noon game in um as this week I don't know the week uh, November thirteenth I don't know what game it is like the eighth or ninth game of the season I'm not going to do the math uh that write this down that game will be flexed out of noon so the Vikings Bills game will be moved from its original noon slot when it's played so the Sunday night football game that weekend is Chargers and Forty ers I would think that probably mm. remains. Unless the Niners get off to a putrid start. It's a Bay Area game. Like I understand why the national pundits would still want to keep that. But I think it could get moved still to the game of the week on Fox or, or a game of the week on CBS. It's going to get out of its noon slot. So right. I don't down. think it's up to, up to the Vikings to make that happen, right? If Because the, the Bills are going to be good. If the Vikings Correct. are also good when that game rolls around, then it would be mm-hmm. a featured prime game. Kirk Cousins against Josh Allen coming up next. <laughs> Uh, all right, third and final prediction. Write it down. You like writing things down. So there's a report now. Actually, not a report. Kyle Shanahan just flat out said in his press conference yesterday that, yeah, we still expect Jimmy G to be traded, but he's working through all this. The game of musical chairs is dwindling for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, I, I actually pulled up an article from right after the Super Bowl, you know, trade destinations for Garoppolo. It's like five teams, all of them filled their quarterback need. So write this down. Jimmy G will play for the Carolina. Well, I'll phrase it this way. Jimmy G will be traded to the Carolina Panthers before the week one game. So before the week one games are played. I just don't know how the Panthers can't possibly roll into the season with Sam Darnold as their starting quarterback. It's like they're Baker just sitting there. Or Garoppolo, right? It's like got those, those are the two options there. Yeah. And if yeah. And it is a Sam no Darnold. brainer between those two guys, unless unless there's Jimmy G. financial reasons. Jimmy G is yes, just he's the a better, more professional far more quarterback. Of a winner yeah. than so. Baker Mayfield. There you have it. Those are your write-that-down predictions here on Purple Daily. Every single week, we're the only show in America that actually keeps track of our predictions and puts our reputations on the line. So, uh, Judd, you were out at Vikings OTA Media Accessibility yesterday. We've got enough stuff 
for the next couple of days to sort of spread around here. And I think tomorrow we're going to have more of an in-depth discussion about Kirk Cousins and some of the things he said. But yeah, why don't you uh, oh, count them down? What are some of your OTA observations from being out there yesterday? So, um, yes, to, we'll get into what I would consider the meat and potatoes with Cousins tomorrow. So I, I want to bring up some interesting things I, I saw. Because, like, I talked about the right guard competition last week. That's go- That's going to be ongoing almost certainly into training camp. Uh, but I want to bring up from uh, going way back in my time, actually uh, on the beat with Kevin Seifert in 2005 and then into six, I want to bring up a guy that came to the podium, a coordinator yesterday, um, who immediately struck me as a, wow, this guy, this guy's impressive. Wes Phillips seems like a good guy. I think he's very happy being an assistant, a coordinator. Um, Ed Donatel, the new DC, has been doing this for a long time. He is not a head coach. He is he is a guy who who is very um, adept adroit at coordinating defenses. I want to bring up to you. I believe he's thirty two. My uh, Matt, excuse me, Daniels. Let's play a clip actually, yeah. so the audience. Oh, can get perfect. From. Special yeah, this, teams coordinator. This was Daniels when um, Judd was asking him about Greg Joseph. And you know that's something I've had a conversation with with Greg about working on building up his mental toughness, you know, going through his process, asking him, does your process change, you know, are you, when you're kicking a 30-yard field goal versus a 50-yard field goal? You know, those shortest distance field goals versus longer distance field goals. We try to keep that all the same, regardless of is it a game winner or is it an extra point. The, the ideal situation for us is we just working on keeping the same exact process and, and not worrying about what the results are. Former assistant special teams coordinator in Dallas. Uh, here's the thing. So that question was based on on this. There have been some hiccups here when it comes to how kickers are treated, which has caused some problems. What is your approach? And and that I thought was a very interesting, insightful, and forthcoming answer. Uh, Daniels also came to the podium prepared, like he didn't like. So, and this is fine, but uh, some guys get up there and go, okay, I don't have really a statement, questions, right? Daniels came with a statement of like, here's what I'm excited about, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, first impressions, important. And I'm going to tell you right now, first impression, just a little bit, not exactly, Mike Tomlin. Mm. Uh, I think this guy, this guy struck me, first impression again, okay? So like, this is just, uh, uh, he struck me as head coaching material. The answers were, um were good. He was prepared. He was enthusiastic. He seemed very bright. I mean, everything that you look for in a guy who's young, who who you say, oh, okay, who is a basically career coordinator slash assistant coach, right, Phil? And like, who is head coaching material? Matt Daniels, the first time, this is the first time that I've heard from him, struck me as head coaching material and i will say this in defense of my statement it didn't take long on tomlin to feel the same way like this guy's got more than just than just coordinator to offer during the course of his career yeah and i think when you when you when it comes down to like what are the qualities you need as a as an aspiring head coach i think it's less about X's and O's and play construction and play calling, you know, not that those things are irrelevant because you need to be well adept in all those areas, but I think it's leadership and communication. 
in leadership, the, the way I define leadership is how are you facilitating the success of the people on your team? It, it is it is not your job to use a hammer as a leader. It is your job to help the people that are on your team be the best that they can be. And, uh, yeah, I think, I mean, I haven't consumed a whole lot of uh, Daniel's press conference content, but I like that he's prepared. And I like that the one thing that really stood out in that clip was like the first five seconds where he said he's talking about how to build up Greg Joseph's mental toughness. Yes. And I wonder how much of a discussion that has been. I mean, if he makes that field goal against the Cardinals, the Vikings are probably a playoff team, right? Yes. Why are you yes. missing a 37-yarder with the game on the line? Was it just it wasn't a win gust? You know what? That's an easy kick for you, so it must have yeah. been something in your process that went awry. And and by the way, you don't get five of those in a season. If you miss a kick like that, it potentially impacts whether you make the playoffs or not. Mm-hmm. So sorry, but you don't you don't get the luxury of just an offensive lineman can whiff once in a while in a game, and it's whatever. Okay, I got beat on that play. Next play, because I have seventy plays today. Right? Kickers don't. <laughs> We don't get to just miss three 37-yard field goals and, you know. And that's the thing with Mike was that it always struck me that, you know, dude, I know that you can't stand these guys. Like, this position drives you nuts. And I even get that, but it doesn't matter. Like, you have to do everything you can to understand that they're different, that they have a thought process that's not going to be akin to a linebacker. And so I, I loved his response, too, because he had a response to it. Not just, oh, yeah, I mean, I work with them, right? Like, there's an easy, there's the easy responses of, oh, yeah, I mean, we're going to do everything we can for him. He actually gave me an answer that was a response to a process that he goes through and how you, and how you relieve the potential pressure by not applying more. I really like that. Yeah. And the thing, too, is I think it's a little bit more common now, but, but I think it's going to become more mainstream. You know, John Harbaugh before he got the Baltimore job in, if I'm not mistaken, Philadelphia special teams coordinator. And if you think about it, what those guys have to observe and do, I think is an untapped place. Like, because they're about, yes, special teams, but I think that also opens you up to seeing things. Cause right now we think what it's an offensive guy. No, it's a defensive guy. Harbaugh's success intrigues me about what somebody that comes from the special team side can bring just as far as a 10,000-foot view of the entire thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, it's something to watch for sure. You know, you're thir- was he 32 years old? You're sitting in a yep. coordinator role. Is it real? One last question on this, and we can move on. But yep. is it a real competition? Are, are they? Is this a real I, kicker competition? Oh, is, give, give me a little sound, because this is next. Oh, wow. Here we go. This okay. is a next. All right. Transitioning. So. Judd said, yeah, Greg Josephson, no problem. They're bringing in a camp play. I said that for like two weeks. Again, when am I going to admit I was wrong? Well, right bleeping now. Um, (laughs) Daniel said that the kicking competition and the punting competition are real and wide open. So that's what what we were told. I don't know if I like this. Without knowing anything about the other kicker, because we haven't seen him, but <laughs> says the guy in Seattle, I Greg, don't know if I'm liking this. They're making Greg, mistakes. Well, Greg, but Greg Joseph, he, let's take that Cardinals kick aside, and that was a yep. bad kick, and it cost them the playoffs ultimately. Yep, he was pretty reliable last year. Yes, he was pretty reliable. Yes, was he Justin Tucker? No. Um, 
but I'm not I'm not just looking to replace him. I wonder I wonder if what they're doing here is it's kind of a competition, but this is more to just fortify the mental toughness of Greg Joseph. That if he crumbles, then all right, maybe he wasn't the guy. Correct. But if he kicks his ass off this summer and during training camp and wins the job, then boom, he's on another level now. Maybe that's just, what it is. I think you nailed it, and here's why it's important. And this is what always drove me nuts about Mike. They basically would anoint kickers and punters. and and But here's what didn't make sense. Mike couldn't stand them, right? Like their positions. He hated the position. He hated quarterbacks, and he hated specialists. So what I never got was, okay, so hold on a second here. You're going to anoint a guy. That's my kicker. So all training camp, he might struggle, he might not, might get mad, Mike might get mad, they might try to replace him, but they, but they didn't have true competitions. I love this. Create competitions. Because you're right, Phil, if Joseph melts down, you got a problem, and you identify it immediately. Instead of saying, you're my kicker, I will tolerate you, but I really hate you deep down inside. And then the guy's like, oh my God, he hates me, and then he struggles, but there's no competition. So I think this nails it, and I've never understood, short of a Tucker, why you don't create competitions, because that's the one position at which you find out how mentally prepared, and it's a mental job, the kicker is, by having said competition. Yeah, make them feel a little bit nervous, a little anxious, and see how they perform feeling that way. If you can't, if you can't create that feeling of, oh my God, my job's kind of, this is a, this is a pressure kick in training camp, because this other guy just nailed you know, this sounds might sound stupid because we're talking about special teams practice during an OTA no. or something. But if the other guy comes out and hits five of five from beyond 50 yards, mm-hmm. you feel some pressure now. Mm-hmm. And so the more you can simulate any sort of feeling of pressure and, and how you overcome those nerves and perform, I think is a good thing. I do think Greg Joseph is the Vikings kicker this year, unless I, I he totally melts down yes. in the next But he's months. at least going to have a guy um, partially breathing down his neck, right? Which beats, hey, you're just our guy. Oh, my God, you missed a kick. What are, what, what are we doing? So, yes, I think that this is actually the correct way to go ab- about it. Okay, next. Oh, let's, let's keep going through the notebook here. Next observation. Also special teams, but from a different viewpoint. Kickoff returns. So I asked Daniels, I said, what is your rule of thumb on into the end zone when you allow a guy to return and when you don't? Because Kane Wangwu had two touchdowns. I mean, that is off the charts good. Here's, Guys don't do that. Here's his answer on that. Well, that's going to be something we'll have to have a conversation with, you know, with Coach O'Connor. But, you know, me personally, I love to, to bring them all out if I could, especially when you're looking at a guy like Kane Nwongu, who, is possesses, who, who possesses that elite skill set that he has. Uh, but, you know, just talking, you know, rough uh, five yards, we'll say, you know, would be, you know, pushing any any more than that it might be taking a knee purple daily goes to to tco and they get answers okay like this show gets you like for anyone who says you guys just kid around you guys aren't you know no we get answers that's a real answer um boots on the ground judd zolgad's boots on the ground baby you gotta ask the minutia football is all about the minutia um but i think this is intriguing because wangu can't be dismissed here like Oh, like there will be times, yeah, just the kick goes through the end zone, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And the kickoff has definitely definitely been de-emphasized to a large degree. But that being said, after what we saw from him and the fact that I think he, he is going to ultimately be more involved in more offensive packages as well, I think special teams-wise, this is a really intriguing one because 
he definitely gives you an advantage that I think a lot of teams don't care about now and that you're going to have and in key moments could actually get points from or really good field uh, position on the plus side. I've always thought, and this is just my own like harebrained math here, but you know, teams obsess over, well, if you if you can only get it, if you're going to take it out and you don't get to the 20 or the 25, then, you know, it wasn't worth it. But I feel like, and I know teams do this math, and the Vikings have analytics people behind the scenes. If you got a guy like Wang Wu or previously a guy like Cordero Patterson, yep. if they're going to score two or three touchdowns a year or set you up for an extra 50 yards in field position, a handful of times because they're so fast and so good at seeing those openings. I'm willing to live with, you know, the X amount of times that they run it out and they get stopped at the 19 yard line is the difference between the 19 and the 25 or the 19 and the 20, whatever, like, is it enough to where you shouldn't be running some of those kicks out of the end zone? So I, with, with a guy like Wong Wu, right. And, and I'm not saying this for every, every team in the NFL, but with a guy like him, I'm going to take some more liberties seven, eight yards deep in the end zone to break a big play and get the ball out to the 40 or score a touchdown a couple times a year. I want K.J. Osborne to wave his arm, to wave his arm high and say, no return, no return, no return. But if you can return two two kickoffs for touchdowns in 2021, you, to me, get a lot more of an opening to say, okay, in certain situations, you can basically quickly change the game. So, like, for the most part, I am all for touchbacks now. But this kid makes it at least intriguing. All right. Is, uh, is the notebook empty? Or do no, we still no, have... no, no, no. The notebook is never empty. The notebook's <laughs> never empty. I'm out there watching things, asking questions, sniffing around in a good right, way. It smells. Those guys are all sweaty after practice. and stuff. Sniffing around. A lot of luscious grass. They can't wear pads, sort of... though, right? They can't wear pads until actual training camp. They're, so they're not, out there in yeah, shorts and stuff. Yeah, they're in shorts and, yeah, yeah, shorts. And I think they might have shells on. But anyway. Um, so this is uh, two OTA practices the last two weeks. I think we have access to another one next Tuesday. So we'll see how this goes. Didn't see, and I don't think, I don't think I will say this is a big deal. I didn't see Harrison Smith there again on Tuesday. I don't know what was up. O'Connell didn't talk, but anyway, I find this intriguing. I got a feeling that, and this isn't bad again, Lewis scene is going to have to earn it. Um, he is not with the first team. So like Smith has not been there. I don't think either one of the days, uh, that we have been allowed access Bynum and is it Metellus? Metell, uh, Metellus. Yeah. Metellus. Uh, they are the first team safeties. And now this could change in a second, but I find it intriguing that scene, uh, is definitely going to be like, he's not being anointed here. It's not like, well, we're a new coaching staff and you're our draft pick. So you're immediately... If Harrison's it. not out there, um, things will change. My guess is, again, I think that they will play some type of package that will employ three safeties. But that being said, I I found it interesting that they are definitely taking a slow approach. And they I don't think for the most part that they are force-feeding rookies right now much. And so it's going to be a gradual build. Well, Kevin O'Connell said, I think it was last week after one of the OTA practices, that yeah, because you didn't see any rookies competing with the first team. Not that there's many options. I mean, it's basically it would basically be you know, Seen, Boone, and maybe Ingram would be the only three that would have a chance to compete with the, with the first teamers. And and he said they got to earn it. And that's cliche, but I love it. 
I don't think any of those guys should be practicing with the ones until at least a week or two into training camp. I don't think I think it's bad for the just for the locker room. And if if you just say, hey, a rookie was just drafted and here's the second week of OTAs and he's already ahead of, you know, Cam Bynum, who's been putting in a year of practice or something. So, yeah, I love the idea of just making those guys earn it by studying their playbooks and scheme and practice and stuff. And then at the end of the day, when week one comes around, is Lewis seen probably going to be seeing playing time because he's one of your best options? Yes, I would, right. I would think so. The Boone right. thing is even more interesting because you kind of have three incumbent starters at cornerback right now that you either have drafted in Cam Dantzler or signed back in um, Chandon Sullivan and uh, Patrick Peterson. So I, I'm curious to see how his progression works out the next two months. Well, and, and don't forget, too, that he's being brought along slowly because he, he was hurt as well. Yeah. So I think he's going to get plenty of time. Yeah, and the first-team corners uh, were Dantzler at the right corner, outside corner, Patrick Peterson at the left, and Sullivan, who I think will start at the nickel. Um, yeah. Last thing from the notebook. Presented by our friends at Brainerd International Raceway. That's vroom, right. Vroom. America's fast drivers are coming to Minnesota for the experience of a lifetime. It's uh, Brainerd International Raceway is bringing the Discovery Channel's Street Outlaws and the No Prep Kings. And you're probably wondering what the heck the No Prep Kings is. Well, it's the newest series in the Street Outlaws franchise. And they're moving off the street and onto a rough and rentless track, meaning that there nothing has been done to that track to help the drivers out. So these roads are rough and they're untested. There is huge cash prizes on the line. There's bragging rights, obviously, too. Also, from the family side, kids 12 and under get in free. And there's camping and ticket information. That's right, camping and ticket information at BIRMN.com. Visit BIRMN.com, Brainerd International Raceway. Also, you know, think about where would you be in your life or career without mentors and just the people that, that help you along? Well, uh, Big Brothers Big Sisters exists to provide children facing adversity with strong and enduring, professionally supported one-to-one relationships. And uh, through the Federated Challenge, Federated Insurance has helped raise $44 million since 2005 for Big Brothers Big Sisters. You can find out more about how to become a big and a mentor yourself, or if you just want to get involved in some way, federatedchallenge.org. That's federatedchallenge.org. All right, let's go to the end of Judd's notebook here actually it's not the end because we have a whole kirk cousins section that we're going to do on tomorrow's show we just need more space to explore it so <laughs> yes yes so the last note from today's uh second access of viking ota that we had is this speaking of guys that are fast cars are fast this guy might be faster than cars justin jefferson isn't bleeping around uh, watching him, I mean, these are OTAs. They are, you know, they are literally installing things. Like they are, they are trying to learn the offense. They are barely even running plays. They're like running through the play, but they're not executing him. Every once in a while, they'll throw the ball. Jefferson, when they do, is going as full speed as a person can go in OTAs. He is not bleeping around. He made a couple. Yeah plays yesterday that showed it um this guy is wired so right and i mean it is so much it is so much fun to watch the not just a star player but the epitome of a professional approach um at times he probably goes too hard but 
hey, look, dude, you're you're great. When, um, listen, when you're on I'm the racetrack saying, and there's a thirty million dollar a year briefcase dangled in front of you, like yeah. he is seeing around the league, yeah, you're gonna bust your ass. <laughs> I think he wants it too, though. I I think I think what he saw from Burrow and Chase with the Bengals. I mean, he's seeing his friends go to a Super Bowl, and and Chase is what a, a year behind him. Burrow is the same. Odell too. I mean, Odell, yeah. Odell, you know, tore yeah. his leg up, but. That's an LSU guy that he's known, right? I mean, this guy, this guy, I think the money probably plays a role, but I think he's driven by by the same thing Ant is, which is this is a bunch of crap. I want to yeah. win. I haven't made the playoffs yet. My my guys just went to a Super Bowl, and they're with the Bengals. Like the Vikings are considered, for the most part, superior to the Bengals. So uh, he just you can tell this is a year he's not going to be effing around. I think also too, you know, he looks at this. He, he's not going to say it. He's not going to throw the previous staff under the bus. But he looks at what Cooper Cup did in the same offense in Los Angeles and put up ridiculous numbers across the board. Led the NFL in all these categories. And Cooper Cup's going to get this huge contract too. And Justin Jefferson, all due respect to Cooper Cup, is looking over saying, "I'm better than that guy. Yes, I just need to be put in the right scheme in the right situations. Just give give me the ball." And so, the, the comment that Declan played at the outset of today's show from from Wes Phillips is because I asked him about that. Because, you know, O'Connell brought up, well, yeah, I mean, we're going to use J.J. in the same role that, that McVeigh and I use Cup. And I'm like, okay, how, how does it translate, though? How much of it translates? Because I'm sort of with you. First of all, they're not the same player. Second of all, I think Justin Jefferson's more talented. Like, I think Cooper Cup's really talented and works his ass off. But Justin Jefferson, to me, is an elite talent. Um, and so that's the question is, how are you going to and, – and basically, is there more to unpack there? Like, if, if Justin Jefferson is going to be Cup, I'm going to up that and say, I think Justin Jefferson can do a couple of things Cooper Cup probably can't do as well. Yep. And he talked about the deep threat that Justin can be that Cooper Cup is probably not. Yep. No, it's going to be – if, if they unleash Justin Jefferson to his fullest capability – I think he's one of the three best receivers in the NFL. I think Jamar Chase has a case. Cooper Cup certainly has a case as well. And Justin Jefferson should be. Devonta Adams, I mean, there's there's about five guys in there. He's in that elite, completely elite group, though, which is which is can be fantastic. Yep. So those are Judd's OTA observations. And we'll we'll go sort of part two tomorrow with a bunch of dissection of clips from Kirk Cousins. And I don't know, I just um uh, we'll just, talk I need a little it. more enthusiasm. For we'll talk. We'll just talk about a little... it. It's a very interesting. Kirk, it, it this was... is your dream scenario, guy. Yeah. Like, let's just. We'll we talk got, about We got it. our note cards. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. We, we got Judd studying note cards, yeah, too. It's how, how to use TikTok. Mm-hmm. I got my flashcards. Okay. Wait a minute. So, Dex, what do I do? Yeah. What are I Green room filter. Okay. Yep. Let's see. No, I, no, I haven't done what that do I put? yet. I haven't done anything with a filter. Nothing. Let's teach Judd five features on TikTok using I'd like to do one where I can play those cool tunes and like dance around we're not technically uh, as a as a brand account we're not supposed to play copyrighted music it's an industry uh thing so just don't oh, get us sued TikTok? don't get us sued on tiktok is what so I'm i would have to do it on my own tiktok you could do it on your own tiktok like that's I correct do the Dante roll. get your roll on get your roll on <laughs> all, all right, right that's a wrap purple daily daily vikings entertainment